1: What is up, all of my beautiful freaking people? Welcome back to another episode of FML Talk. Today, we are flying solo for the final episode of Season 2, which is fucking mind-boggling in itself. We are talking all things judgment and everything that goes with it. So sit back, grab a drink, and welcome to FML Talk. Oh my god. Wait, how old was the other girl? 19. Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Good book. (sighs) He did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on our Instagram?
0: And this is FML Talk. Oh, no, she didn't.
1: Okay, let's dive into the final episode of the season, shall we? Um, I have so many things to say around judgment. I have had so many many experiences with judgment, and I think we as humans all do. It's a very natural thing to feel and in turn to fear. So we're going to dig into some of the different things, things that I've gone through in my life where I have feared judgment and some good uh, real life examples for you because it's only when we face the fear of judgment and learn how to somehow not give a shit about the judgment that could or could not be awaiting for you on the other side, that we can really move through life and be a total badass. And I want so badly for all of you to be able to experience that. I have seen friends and family members who have held back so much in their life because they've been afraid of judgment. So let's jump in. If you read Eat Pray FML, which I think the majority of you have, but it's actually been wildly fun to know that there's been a lot of podcast listeners who have fallen in love with the podcast who didn't know about the book um, and came kind of backwards into this community, which is awesome in itself. But if you read Eat Pray FML, you know that I mentioned the book The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And I want to start this episode by referencing the actual four agreements that he writes about. At first, when Javier had recommended I take this book on my trip, I was like, okay, great. I'll I'll dive in and I'll see it. And I started reading it and was like, this is bullshit. (laughs) Um, Because I felt like it excused a lot of behavior that had been going on. Then as I continued on my journey and began to grow and heal, I looked back on it and was like, oh, there's really actually a lot of truth in these. So I want to start this episode by reading them to you now. Number one, be impeccable with your word. Speak with integrity. Say only what you mean. Avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. Use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. So, this one's pretty self explanatory. Like, don't be an asshole and say what you mean. (laughs) Like, be impeccable with your word. Don't lie. You know, come out and be authentic in the way you speak to others. Be impeccable with your word. Number two, don't take anything personally. Nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality, their own dream. When you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. So you can see how (laughs) on my trip when I read this, recommended from Javier. I was like, fuck you. Like, What do you mean I shouldn't take personally all the shit that you've done to blow up my life? Um, But if you take that scenario out of it and you look at it as, as a very blanketed statement with judgment, it makes a lot of sense. Nothing others do or the way that they are going to judge you is because of you. This is not talking about like if you blatantly do something to disrespect someone or hurt their feelings or break their fucking heart, that, that doesn't pertain <laughs> to number two. But when you're talking about the fear of judgment and not wanting to move forward in a certain aspect of your life because of that fear, when you realize that anything that someone else is going to feel or think is a projection of their own reality and not to do with you, there's a really big fucking gift in that. For example, if I release Eat, Pray, FML into the world, and obviously there's a ton of fear of judgment, and what are people going to think, and are people going to resonate with it? It's art. It's subjective. There's always going to be people that are going to love it and hate it. But if I know that the people reading who have negative reactions to it is because it's triggering something in them and it's part of their reality that's being brought up, it really has nothing to do with me. That notion alone can set you fucking free, especially as an artist or someone that has a lot of fear of judgment when they put things out into the world. Number three, don't make assumptions. Find the courage to ask questions and to express what you really want. Communicate with others as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstandings, sadness, and drama. With just this one agreement, you can completely transform your life. This one's really interesting to me because I remember after Javier read Eat, Pray, FML, we sat down and had a conversation about it, which many of you are reading now in the Ridiculous Misadventures. And he said to me, it really taught me a lot because I I learned I can't assume that someone else is okay or assume what other people are going through. I have to show up regardless and, and be there. And that was a really big lesson for him in that moment to think, oh, she's just, you know, in Europe, having a great time. She's fine. I should just like not contact her to then read and see that I was like dying for him to reach out to make sure that I was okay after everything that had gone down. Um, So the don't make assumptions is a really big one. Um, I have in my life with friends and family members had situations where entire fights or big miscommunications could have been totally avoided by not making an assumption. Whether it's an assumption that everything's totally fine and I don't need to apologize or they're totally fucking mad at me and hate my guts, I should just leave it alone. If you're making assumptions, you're allowing there to be a possibility of a miscommunication that can be a big fucking deal in the situation that you're dealing with. So, If you come forward and communicate about that as opposed to just assuming it, it's going to really, really benefit you. Number four, always do your best. Your best is going to change from moment to moment. It will be different when you are healthy as opposed to sick. Under any circumstance, simply do your best and you will avoid self judgment, self abuse, and regret. I mean, I feel like that's pretty hit the nail on the head with any way that you want to try and live a powerful, authentic life. Um, And it it really speaks to what we should be striving for day to day. And as he said, it changes. There are days where I wake up and I'm like, my best today is having a fucking glass of wine before five o'clock and binge watching a TV show. (laughs) And I'm going to do my best today. Uh, and there's days where you have to go far beyond that. You have to always keep in mind the state that you're in mentally and how you can take care of your mental health, but still do your best. So let's talk about fear, because they're, it, they kind of go hand in hand. Fear and judgment are you know, a couple walking down the street together. And I experienced a lot of that and get asked in interviews all the time, you know, like, weren't you scared to put this book out into the world? And I'm going to take you book by book to give you a little bit of insight into the real answer of that. Um, Because the blanket answer that I always give in interviews, which is true, is that, yes, I had some fear of judgment, but The amount of messages and response and lives that are being touched and changed far surpass any fear of judgment I could possibly have. When I first sent the vomit draft or rough draft, if you will, to my mother... Of Eat Pray FML, she called me and went, Oh my God, Gabrielle, are you sure you don't want to change your name or, you know, like take out one of the men that you slept with or something? Like, this is a lot. And I said to her, I was like, No, mom, if I'm going to put all this out into the world, it's got to be raw and vulnerable and authentic and all of it, because that's what people are going to relate to and connect with. And lo-, lo and behold, here we are. But there was, of course, fear. Of judgment. I mean, I would be insane to put that much of my life out there and be like, oh, no, I'm totally fine. Nobody's going to judge me. Uh, I had a lot of fear of slut shaming because I slept with four different people in that span of time. I had a lot of fear that people were going to judge my writing. And I had a lot of fear that I was going to be looked at differently in some way not that not that a ton of people knew me before this book came out but that i was going to be judged based on how people perceived the material in the book whether that be the f bombs or the people i was writing about whatever it may be there's of course fear of being judged i mean that's a human quality that we experience and i definitely had that fear while releasing something that was so vulnerable and such a big part of my personal life. Summer is here and life is not slowing down for us anytime soon. One of the things we have continuously relied on making our lives so much easier is factor meals. No prep, no mess, no cleanup meals. I have really been off the wagon with my eating since having my son, and for my health, my wellness, and my mental sanity, I have been switching my dinners to more healthy options from Factor. They have 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, so I never get bored. And Tay is continuously shocked every time he sits down to eat one because they are so freaking tasty. They have breakfast, lunches, dinners, and desserts, it's a treat to have restaurant-quality food that is so easy to prepare and doesn't come with the insane Postmates bill. Head to Factormeals.com slash FMLTalk50 and use code FMLTalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code FMLTalk50 at Factormeals.com slash FMLTalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Enjoy, FMLers. So to give you a very clear example of the juxtaposition of fear of judgment versus walking through that and what can come from facing that fear, we're going to dive into some reviews. And there is a reason why I don't go on and look at you know the very small percent of people who absolutely fucking hate this book. I said it earlier and I will say it again. Whenever you release some vulnerable art, it is it's subjective. There are going to be people that love it and there are going to be people that absolutely fucking hate it. Um and here is one of these these people. I read a third of this FML. First of all, I picked this book up thinking this was a piece of fiction, and the whole time I'm reading this craptastic word vomit fest, (laughs) I was like, this has to be self-published because no agent in their right mind would have picked this up. Lo and behold, it's real, and she's already, quote, famous, though I've never seen anything she's been in, I check on IMDb. So that's why it got picked up. Okay, that's the first paragraph. Let's just analyze that, shall we? Um, besides the fact that I say multiple times in Eat, Pray, FML that I am in fact not famous and I have been a working actress that has not reached a level of you know notoriety that she would like to in her career. Besides that, um, she mentions that no agent in their right mind would pick this piece of garbage up. Um, luckily, she's correct that... I didn't go with a publisher um, and that the few publishers that I did submit this to either wanted to tone it down or change it or didn't think there would be a a wide enough audience range for it. Um, That was incorrect. (laughs) Uh, This book has now been read by people all over the world and sold more copies than most books do in their lifetime uh, in the first Few months it was available. But that's neither here nor there. Her opinion is still her opinion. Let's continue. Look, I get it. Her life sucked. Welcome to the club, honey. It's not all rainbows and unicorns, but this was just bad. On a personal note, yeah, sorry about your jerk of an ex husband and Javier being all locked in himself. As someone who has lost a brother to suicide and has a tendency to lock myself away in myself, I just have to say, "'Sorry, sometimes we just deal with things "'in a different way. "'We can't all be like you and talk about it, Mm Okay. "'I'm not passing judgment. "'It literally says there's like five M's and then a K. (laughs) "'You have definitely surrounded yourself "'with some worthless men, and I'm sorry for you for that. "'Every pet peeve I have in writing style, "'Gabrielle Stone seems to have. "'She doesn't describe anything. "'She just tells you, it was so big and pretty.' Like, the beauty of it all is some kind of secret she wants to keep. Yet she wants you to shell out money for this book, and she won't tell you anything. I mean, honestly, a ghostwriter or an editor would have been so helpful here. I hate not finishing a book. I really do. And I have slodged my way through some bad ones in the past, but I just cannot finish this one. I really don't care about her path to enlightenment, and you shouldn't either. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry, like you have to laugh at some point. But obviously, that review totally personifies every fear that we should have as artists. Oh my God, they're going to judge my writing. They're going to judge my life story. They're going to judge the things that I literally... Wrote about myself in the book saying I am not fucking famous, they're gonna judge that and be like, oh my God, she's fucking famous. So, of course, this book got picked up. I mean, the list goes on. This is a prime example of what could have stopped me from releasing this book, all of these fears. And even more so, being like, oh my God, now these fears are actually like coming to fruition because there is a 5% of people that read this book that absolutely fucking hated and feel this way. Yeah, there are. And so fucking what? Am am I crying in a corner because there were people that absolutely hated this? No. Do I know from the bottom of my soul that I could have written some beautiful, eloquent, poetic book that strung together sentences that rolled off the tongue. Yeah, I could have fucking done that. That's not this book. That's not the point of this story. The point of this story is for someone to sit down and feel like they are having a glass of wine with their girlfriend and actually really fucking relate. There's a reason why so many of my readers aren't readers. They found my book for some You know, divinely placed TikTok video or whatever, what have you. And they're not really readers and they yet they can still resonate and connect with it in a different deep way. So, for every one of those fucking judgmental reviews, and again, opinions are your own to have, but that has nothing to do with you. You can't control that they may have lost someone in the same way and are inherently against you from the start. You can't control that they don't like the fact that you said the word actress and associate that with you being famous and privileged. You can't control the other people's preconceived notions of you. So you might as well fucking do it anyways. Because when you do it anyways, really fucking magical stuff happens. Like this review. Wow, just... Wow. I didn't know what I had in store for me when I ordered this book. I'm so glad I took the leap and ordered it and actually read it. Thank you, Gabrielle Stone, for putting into words some lessons I needed to learn and absorb. Still, even after being an energy healer and 20-year practitioner of meditation, there was still so much for me to uncover and deal with. I truly believe Eat, Pray, FML Should be required reading for any female, but especially the young who are just embarking on the road to love and relationships. Buy the book. Now. What a powerful set to have in one's arsenal to shortcut through the BS and immediately know where you stand and what your drivers are. I really love the thought onion and I'm going to put them into practice much more when reviewing my triggers and reactions to things and to uncover my subconscious thoughts and fears. And I promise to fill up my self-love cocktail as much as I can on a daily basis. To quote from the book with my very own spin, this book has been one of the most emotional, incredible, fulfilling, and life-changing experiences of my life. It's time for me to break through the fear, the loss, the heartache, the disappointment, the devastation, and into the life I deserve. Thank you, I say with tears in my eyes right now. I am worth so much more than I've allowed myself to dare to dream possible. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why you walk through the fear of judgment. I can go, I could do a whole episode on the amounts and kinds of DMs that I get from people that have connected to this material in such a powerful way. So if I can leave you with any fucking lesson from this episode, it's that what you have to say matters. Telling your stories matter. Reaching people outside of your circle matters. And incredible things can happen when you choose to take that leap and do that. My life has been changed by putting my story out into the world. It has been changed as far as my career and my business and my livelihood, but it's mostly been changed by the amount of people I've spoken with and connected with around the fucking world. Everybody always asks like how I respond to all those DMs because I If people DM me that have read the book, I will always read and answer it. And it's because that's the fulfillment. Hearing people's messages of how they got out of a toxic relationship or this saved my marriage or any of the the messages that I get on a daily basis, that's what makes it worth it. That's what makes it not even fucking matter what judgment is going to come, not even matter about the 5% of shitty reviews because it so outweighs what you get from feeling that connection and that fulfillment from being able to make a difference in other people's lives. So (laughs) there wasn't just one book, there's two now. And The Ridiculous Misadventures of a Single Girl has. Been out for roughly a month now. And I have to be honest with you guys, I had so much more fear and especially fear of judgment around this second book than I did with Eat Pray FML. I mean, fucking tenfold. And without giving away, you know, spoilers in case people are still reading it, there was a lot of fear that people were going to judge me for my actions that I wrote about in the book. There was nothing in Eat, Pray, FML that I was like, ooh, I'm embarrassed about this. Or like, I would have maybe done this differently. I mean, yeah, I had a one night stand in fucking Amsterdam, but like, so sue me. Um, That's like, if you can't, most people can relate to that. And if you can't, you're just going to laugh about it. But I had a lot of fear of judgment around my actions in the second book. Um, Some of my choices things that I got stuck in and dynamics that I got stuck in that I couldn't break that cycle. Um, I mean, I did edit passes where I would go back and read this book and be like, I want to fucking smack myself. And something really interesting happened uh, right before I was getting ready to release it. I was in like the final month of getting ready to let uh, let this book out. And I sent it to my mom, as I do, to read and she was like i loved every bit of it it's it, it's so engaging i couldn't put it down but like i'm really over the javier stuff <laughs> and she basically told me what my one biggest fear was and i was like god damn like i i can't go back and cut anything with with him and in that respect without really Being true to the story and showing people exactly what went down and why I was making certain decisions and how things were happening, and you know, to really show the toxicity that was going on for so long. That needed to be fully flushed out. And I remember talking about it with Tay, and I was like, dude, like, what if I take this part out? And he's like, well, no, then you can't see that, you know, the fucking breadcrumbs were being left. And I'm like, yeah, fuck, you're right. So what if I take this part out? And he's like, well, no, then you can't see that, you know, that there was like a long months and months of it building up. It's not like you just ran into him one day. And I was like, fuck, you're right. So, at the end of the day, there was nothing more that I could have taken out. There was there was more that I could have written, um, but there was nothing more that I could have taken out. And still hearing my mom say that, like having that be her one critique really put that fear of judgment back at the forefront of my mind. And I remember asking her like, well, when you get to the chapter where it all kind of concludes in that sense, was there at least a payoff? And she's like, yeah, Totally and I was like fucking rooting for you and you know it was it was a big payoff, but I didn't like how long it took to get there. And I was like, well, is it because you hate him as a person like in real life or is it because you're like sick of it as a reader? Um, so anyways, moral of the story is I had a lot of fear around that. I had a lot of fear around people judging, you know how long it took me to realize certain things in my relationship with Tyler. <laughs> tay and also side note there's people that have been commenting on my photos saying is this i can't figure out if this is if this is tyler or not i didn't know we were going into this second book with like a incognito vibe um, but yes tay is tyler i feel like i've been pretty open about that on my social media and like he's on the podcast and stuff but yes that that let me confirm that for you right now that's not a secret and lo and behold once this book Came out into the world, I started getting messages and getting DMs from my readers. And every time I opened one, I kind of held my breath a little bit because I was like, oh God, here we go. Brace for impact. <laughs> and you know what, guys? Every fucking one has been positive thus far. Not that people often DM me telling me that like my work sucks and it's terrible, but like, you know, I, I'm I'm sure you know there will be reviews in the future of people that fucking hate it just like FML and that's that's just what it is it's part of the game but the DMs that i've gotten all highlight the things that i feared judgment around and those were the things that people connected with most Those were the things that people were like, oh, this part right here really spoke to me and resonated with me, or oh, this part right here really opened my eyes to A, B, C, D. And it was such an interesting lesson for me to sit there and receive this positive feedback on the things that I was holding my breath around. And it reminded me to not fear that judgment, because what if I would have let that fear overpower me. And I would have taken those things out of the book to try and make myself look better. What if I would have done that? It A, would have been a totally different book and B, people wouldn't have been able to connect and resonate with things so deeply that they are now healing from. So it is a big, big lesson in my life that I continue to learn that I want to pass on to you. Do not have, well, don't, I can't say do not have because it will always exist in some way. Do not allow the fear of judgment to hinder you from moving forward. And that's in anything, in your career, in your relationships, in your friendships, in everyday fucking life. Do not let the fear of judgment hinder what you do. So now that we've covered the books, let's talk about this little uh, podcast called FML Talk. When I released Eat, Pray, FML, people from day one were like, you should start a podcast. And I kept saying, everybody has a fucking podcast. What am I going to talk about? Like, no. Um, And then quarantine happened. (laughs) And Jackie was like, you should really do this. I'll produce it for you. Like, let's just do it and see how it goes. I have a problem with let's do it and see how it goes because anything that I invest my time in, I I want to be successful and I want to be the best that it can be. Um, So I all I inherently obviously felt a little bit of pressure around that. And at first I was like, well, you know, maybe like, you know, a thousand or 2000 of my readers who follow me you know, we'll we'll come over to the podcast and it'll be, you know, okay, fine. Um, I had no idea what I was in for. Um, The fact that there has been so many people finding and falling in love with the podcast who didn't even know about the book is mind-blowing to me. And to see the numbers grow every week and how many of you are here listening to me talk about uh, everything and all the things is incredible and it's really been a huge lesson for me to take the leap and not not be small in decisions you know i mean if you would have told me two years ago hey you're gonna have an eat pray fml merch line i would have been like okay whatever like all those freaking youtubers that you know think that they can just release merch and it's super cool like no come on that's not not a thing and here we are <laughs> um it has been really wild to grow this brand and this business and all of it has been because i have not let the fear of judgment stand in front of my path. I get so many people who reach out to me and they're like, oh, I have this story and I want to write a book and I don't even know where to start. Whatever you're doing, whether it's a book or another endeavor that you're you're wanting to embark on, you have to sit down and start. Nobody cares about it if you don't start it. And you can't start it until you let the fear of judgment go or at least look the fear of judgment in the fucking face and say, look, dude, I'm a badass. So you might as well fucking move because we're going we're going one way or another. So now that we've covered all of the uh, the business endeavors and the the things that are really personal to me and close to my heart, let's talk about the uh, the not business things that we fear judgment around. when i started having trouble in my marriage i remember i remember it like it was yesterday calling my mom i was in in the car on the freeway i called my mom in tears and i was like i just don't think i can do this anymore we had been super unhappy for you know 5 or 6 months and it was like we were at the almost at the place where I found the phone in the sock drawer. And I called her and I was like, just, I don't think I can do this. And I still thought at the time that he was a good person. I still thought that I had no idea he was cheating. I still thought that he was who I married and that we just couldn't for some reason make it work. And I was super unhappy. And I remember her saying to me, are you ready to go through a divorce and have, you know, everybody that was at your wedding look at you and realize that. And she didn't say it to be mean in any sense. Like she was just like trying to put the reality of the situation in front of my face. And I was just like fuck because obviously when people go through e- even breakups, not even just divorces, there's always that fear of judgment and that embarrassment and what are people going to think and everybody's going to be looking at me thinking oh they fucking failed. And that was, of course, a real fear for me. I remember when I was going through the process of getting the attorney and filing for divorce, all I could continuously think was, What are all of his people going to think? Like, all of the people that he coached at the sports league, that I was friends with, that were at my wedding, that I knew so well, like, they're only going to hear his bullshit side of the story. And there was a lot of fear in not being able to not even control the narrative because there's no fucking narrative to control. It's the truth and, and bullshit. Um, not being able to know that the truth would, would prevail and that my integrity would be protected by the truth prevailing. That was really important to me. I didn't want to be looked at as a failure I wanted to be looked at as someone who said, absolutely fucking not. I'm not going to stand for someone disrespecting me or my marriage or my body and choosing to leave. Um, And of course, that all came to light. And you know what? The people who never got that side of the story or didn't see that for some reason or fed into the bullshit that Daniel spewed out after the news broke... Those people are so unimportant in the grand scheme of things. So, why on earth would you let the fear of their judgment dictate what you're going to do with your life and the powerful fucking person that you are? Now that we've talked about all of the fears and judgment, let's talk about how we judge other things and what that brings into our own space and energy and lives because. It's a really big fucking deal if you're not aware of it. So many, many times when you are in any type of situation and you feel a judgment come up, that's a good indicator to take a moment and stop and be like, why am I judging this? Of course, there are things where you're like, that's that's fucking ridiculous, or that's shitty of this person. You know, like there's there's non-negotiables that that you know we have as, as far as judgments that come up in our everyday life. But more often than not, if you look at something that you're judging and ask why am I having this reaction, or why am I judging this person or situation in this way? It will give you a really good insight into some things about yourself that can lead to some healing. For example, when I first got a DM from Kaylin Ward, who if you've been following the podcast, she was on episode four, where she came on and talked about her insane experience with Daniel. Um, when I first got a DM from her, it was like, I ha- hey, are you Daniels? ex-wife. I I really need to talk to you. I'm in an investigation against him, yada, yada, yada. And I naturally clicked on the photo, went and looked at her page and totally judged her based on the amount of clothes she was wearing, or lack thereof, and seeing the type of image she was putting out on social media. So much so to the point where I was like, oh, girl, I want nothing to do with this. Like, sorry, I I can't really help. Um, And You know, eventually, when we ended up talking, had her on the podcast, she blew me away with how well spoken she was, how business savvy she was, and how chill and down to earth she was. And so I looked at the situation and was like, what was it in me that made me judge her so instantly? And I was thought onioning and thinking about it. And what I ended up getting to was really interesting. So, When I first looked at her page, the reaction that I had was, oh, this is the same visual representation of what I saw when I found Laurel's page when I was trying to figure out who was sleeping with my husband. So naturally, I had a subconscious reaction of, the type of girl I thought this was reaching out to me. And I didn't want nothing to do with that. And having that realization, I was like, oh, okay. So there's something to look at here because I have now attached that visual representation to a certain time in my life. I've attached these memories, this sense memory to a certain image that I see. And I don't want to walk around judging people based on their, you know, photos and what they choose to put out in the world and being sexually free with themselves. I don't want to judge people for that. And it was a really big learning lesson for me to sit there and be like, wow, I totally misjudged this person who I ended up really liking once I finally met her and sat down with her and thinking she was very, very which is totally different than I had imagined her in my head. And realizing that that judgment could have kept me from linking up with her, which she was very instrumental in helping me get my social media accounts back once they were hacked and having her on a really interesting fucking episode of the podcast. (laughs) Um, And that would have been a damn shame. So I invite you to whenever you have judgments around people things in your everyday life to stop and look at where those judgments are coming from and if they're warranted or not. Okay. So for this specific finale of season two judgment episode, we received a really special FML story and I knew I needed to find a special place for it. So we are going to dive into this FML story from Angie.
0: Hey Gabrielle, this is Angie. And this is how I pushed through the fear of judgment. For as long as I can remember, I've had a fear of putting myself out there. I grew up very shy and quiet. And because of this, I've, I've struggled with alcoholism since high school. When I was drinking, I became outgoing and fearless. Additionally, after a traumatic event that ended my marriage, I developed a fear of letting people in. I had only a handful of people I let in and everyone else I kept at arm's length. In July of this year, After two years sober, I went back home to Wilmington, a city full of triggers for my drinking, for the first time sober. One day while doing yoga, I decided it was time to let it all go. I let go of the judgment I had consumed myself with for who I was when I was drinking. I let go of the guilt and shame surrounding the events that led to my divorce. I let go of that fear of letting people in. It was like I opened my hands and told the universe I was ready to step into my power. A couple weeks later, I found Eat, Pray, FML. I listened to it in four days and connected to it at my core. I continued to heal with the things I learned about myself from the book. I started to share the book with everyone in my life and people could really see how I was changing. I also own a business and would share the book with my customers. Even my regulars could see the change. I share the books with everyone who crosses my path. After the book, I started the podcast and joined the FML self-love group. Through the book, I realized I had a giant brick wall surrounding my heart, and I tore that shit down. I was no longer going to let fear run my life. I started doing one thing a day that was scary. Sometimes it was just sharing on my social media. Sometimes it was sharing in the FML group. But the scariest thing was when I decided to start a book club with Eat, Pray, FML. The first night I announced it, I had 15 people join. By the time we started, I had 35 people in the group. When we had our first meeting and I asked why people joined, most of them said it was because they saw the huge change in me and wanted to be a part of whatever helped me. I had never really led anything before, and with each week, we all connected more and more. We just started the Ridiculous Misadventures and now have 50 people in the group. Additionally, I started to connect with the people in my life. Customers have become friends, and my friendships have deepened. Being a part of the FML self-love group helped me as well. I felt safe to share my story with no judgment. Through the group, I had the opportunity to go to the book release party for the Ridiculous Misadventures, and that was absolutely life-changing in itself. But what was more life-changing was meeting the other FMLers, two of them, Maya and Valerie, I connected to on a soul level. It was like we had known each other for years. Today, we talk every day, we're the best of friends, and they're even coming to Boise for Thanksgiving. Releasing my fear of judgment and stepping into my power has completely changed my life.
1: This is fucking awesome. I cannot even explain to you the absolute joy it gives me to hear this, but it's been so incredible to watch Angie Blossom in front of my eyes on social media and completely come out of her shell and change into an entirely different person. Um, Girl, the book might have been the catalyst for that, but you did that, my dear. Um, To meet you in person at the launch party was so special for me. And to see you guys create such a friendship, the friendships that are forming out of this self love. Group is so beyond what I ever could have hoped for when I sat down to write about my life blowing up in front of my face. Um, so freaking amazing that you decided to take charge and put yourself out there, and it's now brought so many other people healing through the healing that you're doing on your own. Oh my god, i could uh, I could just burst i I absolutely love it, and I am sending. So much love to you and Thrive Nutrition out in Boise, Idaho. I want to close this episode out the same way we began with something from Don Miguel Ruiz's The Four Agreements. So I'm going to read you a section that is toward the end that really spoke to me. The world is very beautiful and very wonderful. Life can be very easy when love is your way of life. You can be loving all the time. This is your choice. You may not have a reason to love, but you can love because to love makes you so happy. Love in action only produces happiness. Love will give you inner peace. It will change your perception of everything. You can see everything with the eyes of love. You can be aware that there is love all around you. When you live this way, there is no longer a fog in your mind. The matote has gone on a permanent vacation. This is what humans have been seeking for centuries. For thousands of years, we have been searching for happiness. Happiness is the lost paradise. Humans have worked So hard to reach this point, and this is part of the evolution of the mind. This is the future of humanity. This way of life is possible, and it's in your hands. Moses called it the promised land, Buddha called it nirvana, Jesus called it heaven, and the Toltecs call it the new dream. Unfortunately, your identity is mixed with the dream of the planet. All your beliefs and agreements are there in the fog. You feel the presence of the parasite and believe it is you. This makes it difficult to let go, to release the parasite and create the space to experience love. You are attached to the judge, attached to the victim. Suffering makes you feel safe because you know it so well but there is really no reason to suffer. The only reason you suffer is because you choose to suffer. If you look at your life, you will find many excuses to suffer, but a good reason to suffer you will not find. The same is true for happiness. The only reason you are happy is because you choose to be happy. Happiness is a choice, and so is suffering. Maybe we cannot escape from the destiny of the human, but we have a choice. To suffer our destiny or to enjoy our destiny. To suffer or to love and be happy. To live in hell or to live in heaven. My choice is to live in heaven. What is yours? All in all, you guys, life is a fucking choice. To suffer is a choice, to fear judgment is a choice, to judge is a choice. Everything in your life is a choice and it is about making the one that is going to not only benefit you, benefit the people around you, benefit the world, benefit your energy, what choice are you going to make that is going to help you suffer less? What choice are you going to make that is going to allow you to love more? What choice are you going to make that is going to allow you to be fucking happy? Life is too damn long and too damn short to be unhappy. So let's all collectively let go of the fear of judgment that is keeping us in chains from doing what is going to really truly fulfill us whether that be some big grand scale adventure or business endeavor or massive solo trip or reconnecting to your family, anything in your life that you are not doing that you want to do because of the fear of judgment, it's time to let that go. That's your homework while we take our our hiatus before season three is to write down a list of things that you're really, really wanting to do in your life, letting the judgment and fear of judgment around them go and fucking tackle them. I am here to be a walking example of what can happen when you choose to do that. Life is a myriad of fucking choices, you guys. Take the magnificent one. I always, always miss you guys so much during these hiatuses, but we are gearing up for season three, which is freaking mind-blowing after, you know, I got forced into doing this podcast in the first place and had so much fear of judgment, look where the fuck we are. So we are gearing up for season three. We are adding a video component for that. Everything will be on YouTube in studio. So you can now watch the episodes as well as stream them. It's very exciting. And we will be back in three weeks with season three. I know that sounds like a long time and I will miss you dearly on happy hours, but we have a bonus episode that will drop as well as our best of season two episode that Jackie and I will release as well. So there will be stuff to keep you guys entertained during our hiatus, but I cannot wait to be back with season three in studio on YouTube and back with you guys here. It's going to be a fucking party. I can't wait for you to see some of the guests that we have coming up. If you guys are in need of some more content, then you can head over to patreon.com slash FML Talk. There are now two full seasons of bonus episodes. The first one is FML's Guide to Relationships, where we talk all the things from Dating to being powerful on your own to the shit show world of dating apps and fuckboys and marriage and relationships and divorce, all the things. And season two is Tea Time with Tay, where Tay has joined me to talk about some really incredible topics that's been so awesome to have a guy's perspective on everything and a good guy at that, um, which I think is so cool because a lot of you reading The Ridiculous Misadventures have said that it's awesome that you can hear his voice as you read about his character instead of just hearing my voice now, which I think is fucking so fun. So both of those seasons are up. You can binge them all now and we are getting ready to start season three of the minis, which is all the shit I had to cut out of book two. And you guys, it's a lot. Um, so all the behind the scenes stuff, uh, conversations that I have had about book two that I didn't feel comfortable sharing on the full blown public podcast. Um, entire chapters that I had to cut out, entire characters that I had to cut out. There's a lot to get into and discuss and it's gonna be the nitty gritty behind the scenes director's cut or author's cut of book two. So if you are loving The Ridiculous Misadventures, that is the place to be. Again, you can get all of that goodness on patreon.com slash FML Talk. It's like fucking $5 a month. It's less than a cup of coffee. So come hang with us. That also gives you access to the private self-love Facebook group, which has amazing FMLers that are lifting each other up and being fucking just an amazing badass community over there. It's It's been really beautiful to watch. And 10% off all your merch, new, old, in the future. 10% off all of it. I will miss you guys terribly over the next three weeks, and I will miss seeing all of you on Happy Hour. So please come hang with us in the Facebook group, and I will be seeing you all shortly. As always, make sure you are subscribed so you never miss an episode. Keep up with us on Instagram at FML Talk Podcast. Submit your FML stories, DM the podcast page, and we will send you instructions on how to get your FML story on the show. And as always, fuck fear, fuck judgment, and have a self-love cocktail on me. Love you guys so much. Cheers.
0: Welcome to As a Woman, Fertility Hormones and Beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford, and I am a fertility physician and co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. We will talk about a wide range of topics, including the menstrual cycle, your hormones, infertility, IVF, mental health, and, well, beyond. So join us and become part of the community of collaboration that amplifies others as a woman.
1: This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.